What's up, YouTube and I? It's welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending May 29th. Man, somebody had pointed out to me the other day, they're like, we're five months away from Halloween. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> Damn, I don't like, even. I, I wish we could just get <coughs> right to Halloween. I don't, I don't need to deal with the summer months. But uh, why Speak you guys for yourself, man. Speak for yourself. Oh, Us yeah, that's uh, you Midwesterners yeah. need that summertime, you oh, selfish boy. bastard. Oh, yeah, man. We just forget <clears throat> that all the time. Sorry, man. <laughs> all right. While you guys are congregating, why don't you uh, play something in the live chat for you guys? Just kick back, relax. Let me give you some, uh, you know, I'm going to give you some uh, DJ Jordan Lee. You know what? Why not? Uh, you know what? I haven't played in a long time. Shit. Might as well. Say the word. Everybody, welcome to Lords of Longbox Friends. The cover price top ten. Next time, I'm gonna play the uh, the long intro for Beastie Boys. I never seen a make some noise where it has all the actors in it, um, yeah. like Seth Rogen, Elijah Wood. It's it's one of the craziest music videos you'll ever see. But peep it out. It's called uh, uh, Beastie Boys Make Some Noise. It's like a long video, like ten minutes long. But uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. We're gonna go and cover uh, half this list. Is uh, 
kind of the same, but the, there's some other new stuff on here that'll be like, you'll be like, yo, what is that? And why is it on here? Just show us monster by our friends over at Cover Price or your price guides, collections, and trends. This is your top 10 list, the movers and shakers that we do every Sunday or Thursday at 6 p.m. Also, our friends at Key Collectible Comics, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles for all your pressing, submission, and facilitating needs. Once again, this is the Cover Price top 10 of the week let me throw up my handy dandy graphic i don't have it but let's get right to it as always there's usually a uh, one that doesn't quite break the top 10 but it's worth an honorable mention what is this week's runner up well this is a fun one mullicop number one from scout <laughs> this is from a year ago and last week scout released a press release announcing that they have partnered with screenwriter james butler to develop Tom Lintern's post-apocalyptic sci-fi comedy Mullet Cop <laughs> <laughs> as an animated series. Why the hell not? Kevin Biggins is attached as showrunner and Adriel Garcia will direct. This news caused an uptick in sales. The price uh, this week as we tracked 35 copies sold, a seven-day uptick of 221%. I'm sorry, 212%. And uh, a high sale of $20 for a raw copy. This should be yeah. Danny McBride should be casted. As <laughs> right? Right? Agreed. Yo, Agreed. You, this, yeah, like, this looks like Eastbound and Down with Gun. That is one of my favorite <laughs> shows of all time, dude. If you've never seen Eastbound and Down, oh, my oh, God. Yeah, that is best. one of the La best. Flama Blanca? Hell yeah. Dude. Oh, the uh, the scene with, uh, what's his name? Will Farrell as the car dealer? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. That is hilarious. But go, yeah, Ashley, oh. uh, what's his name? <laughs> Ashley... Ashley something. That's his name. Yeah. Especially oh, my God. But he, he looks like Ric Flair, basically, is what he looks yeah. like. And it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so, yeah. Mullet Cop, number one. Why not? It's 2022. Not? So, uh, that's your runner-up. Let's get right to it. What do we have for number 10? Number 10, we got Catwoman, number 43, the Sozo Mayaki, 1 in 25 variant. So, Selena Kyle and Harley Quinn make for quite the pair, depicted beautifully on this Sozo Mayaki, 1 in 25 cover. This variant sums up the book's content, a story of much-needed girls' night out for Catwoman after her defeat of Black Mask. Sozo Mayaki's Catwoman variant continues to be hot after month, with fans quick to hit the aftermarket as local LCSs have been stripped. They're paying the price for missing out on this book, continues to climb into the stratosphere. We tracked 14 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 227%, high sale $438 for near-mint raw copy after a 25-bid auction. Goddamn. Wow, keep in mind that most copies are selling for around $240. That's a FOMO right there. Oh, man. But, uh, wow, yeah. it's bananas. How many 1 in 25 variants does DC even do? I mean, they don't really, you know, go all out like, like Marvel does. So, uh, you know, uh, and I and, and in real life, her name is Micah Souza. So she just, like, transposed her names to just give herself, like, a, an artist name. Hmm. Uh, at, at first, I, I thought she was Japanese, but she's actually uh, originally from Africa, but now in, in the state side. But uh, beautiful art, beautiful art. So uh, Catwoman number 43 continues to chug along. My God, near mint raw dog for 438. Oh, my goodness. Okay, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat, guys, boys and girls. So Catwoman number uh, 43. Uh, make sure you check out the Gotham Knights trailer that just dropped if you're excited for DC shows. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> All right, number 10 on the list is Catwoman number 43. All right, uh, what do we got up next? Uh, returning champion. Oh, yes, and Sentinel She-Hulk number one from 1989. So while many are chasing She-Hulk's first appearance, that a meta-aware and third wall-breaking first issue of her second series, 
has garnered much interest. She-Hulk finds her specific tone and style in this series and is carried over through her numerous comic book series and provided inspiration for her Disney Plus series as well. Last week, we tracked 40 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 86%, and had a high sale of $260 for a CGC 9.8. Yep. Classic John Byrne cover. Um, you know, um, so like I said on last week's show, they, they've released some stills about, you know, um, you know that looks like the CGI has been touched up because you know every time you see a trailer trust me these shows they work on this on the special effects cgi i mean literally like a week before it's been released so uh you know i didn't want to be surprised if it's changing more but you don't want to change it too much where you don't even recognize the actress that's playing her right i mean you know mm-hmm. they they did it pretty damn well with um mark ruffalo's hulk right where you see him in his face but you know this uh this ain't the avengers so you know it's <laughs> it's still well and, and, she's, Plus, and she's not mark ruffalo yeah, even though, you <laughs> no, know, so no. I mean, it's Disney Plus money, but it still ain't the same as Avengers money, you know, when they put on the big screen. So, Sensational She-Hulk, number one from 1989, classic John Byrne. All right, what do we got for number eight? Number eight this week, Thor, God of Thunder, number two. This is, uh, of course, back once again in the top ten, and it's Gore's first appearance. It reclaims a spot in the top ten as fans finally see Christian Bale's God Butcher. And some uh, of the community are less than thrilled, but fans remain faithful in Bale's ability to bring this terrifying and nuanced character to the big screen. We tracked 40 copies sold. It had a seven-day uptick of 95%, and it had a sale, high sale of $500 for a CGC 9.8. I yeah, think I was... that uh, Christian Bale's ego got in the way of the makeup on this one. That's well, I mean, my personal I... opinion. The same goes for the what I said above. You know, this is the they haven't finished the special effects. I'm pretty sure they're gonna add on more CGI. I'm pretty sure as he gets more powered up, you're gonna see. But you know, you don't hire an actor of his caliber without even Thanos look a little bit like uh, what's his nuts? Um, uh, Brolin. Uh, yeah, even Thanos kind of looked like Brolin. You remember there was a totally different actor in the, like the first few mm-hmm. cameos that Thanos did, and then Josh Brol and then uh, Josh Brolin became. Josh Brolin, right? And then Brolin yeah. got cast, and then they got they had to do the CG so it looked more like him. So uh, you know, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I'm pretty sure. I just mean Christian- the nose. I just mean the nose. That's all. It, it's uh, the comic book version. You know, doesn't have. He looks more. He looks pretty. I don't know, man. He looks pretty terrifying in the few scenes that they they yeah. did show for it. Cool. So, yeah, destroying the whole planet, oh, or moon, or whatever the hell it was with the with the Necro Sword. There, it all that crazy spec with Necro Sword and Null and all that Necro crazy Sword. stuff, but. Thor, God of Thunder, number two from 2012, a 9.8 for $500. That's it? Yeah. Uh, I think the variants are going for more, but uh, we shall see. So uh, what do we got for number seven? So following that same theme, we've got Thor, God of Thunder, number one. So key books in a storied run tend to get a bump when adaptations make their way to the big screen, and this book is no different. The first mention of Gore the God Butcher goes hand-in-hand with his first appearance in the previous book on this top ten. The excitement for Bale's depiction of Gore is palpable as he has a tremendous amount of excellent source material to choose from. After the latest Thor trailer, Gore remains on the brain as collectors continue to pick up books he is featured or mentioned in. We tracked 26 copies sold, 7-day trend of 147%, and a high sale of $155 for a CGC 9.8. Good. I'm good to see this against the love because this is a freaking awesome run by Jason Aaron, man. You got to read the whole thing. It is. I mean, you know, just 
some of the images they showed in the trailer already sh literally from page to screen. I mean, so I mean, it'd be awesome the way they do it. And obviously, they change it up for the uh, the uh, the you know the MCU, but you know, for so far, so good, man. So I mean, Jane Foster looking ripped. You know what I'm saying? Yo, can't wait. Yeah, and it's gonna be like in a month or two, I think, right? I mean, it's it's the shortest release window ever between two films, I think, in the MCU. If uh, into the multiverse of madness, into Thor: The God of Thunder. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And just wait till they just announce uh, Disney Plus Day. Yeah, leading into D twenty three, I am ninety percent confident that Marvel doesn't show up at Hall H this year at San Diego Comic Con because they had Star Wars Celebration that showed Indiana Jones and. Uh, Willow along with all the Star Wars stuff and now they're going to have Disney Plus Day and D23. Disney Plus Day obviously is for stuff on Disney Plus but D23 is a celebration of all things Disney so they can release anything and really I mean Kevin Feige has proved in passing I don't he doesn't need Hall H to be able to throw his stuff up there and they haven't announced anything for Hall H I'd be surprised if they do uh, you know they got all this stuff that under their own in Anaheim yo Anaheim is bumping this year Star Wars Celebration WonderCon and now uh, D23 good lord have mercy save your Dollar arrows. All right. No, so number seven on the list is Thor God of Thunder. Number one, CDC 9.8, Hmm. Interesting. All right. There's another one. Yeah. Back with uh, another She-Hulk book. Savage She-Hulk number one from Marvel 1980. So after the recent full trailer and then the fixed version that we got of She-Hulk series from Disney Plus, this book has finally picked up the speed it deserves. Disney appeared to take notes from the production of Sonic, tweaking some CGI and watching a large majority of detractors fade away. Mm -hmm. We tracked 43 copies last week, a seven-day uptrend of 95%, and had a high sell for a CGC 9.8 of $919. Yep. Also, I'm at Lounge, I think the last really series that Stanley wrote, so it does have hold some... Uh, historical significance you know for the collecting community i mean it's still 9.8 for 919 dollars i mean uh, it'll be a, uh, it'll be a thousand dollar book before it's all said and done savage she hulk is not one and done i sold my sure. 9.8 for way less than 900 there's so much I regret made, in your yeah, voice i made money <laughs> on it but oh man so much regret. He always sounds like he's, he always speaks like that. I mean, Come on, man! I have not had a good track run with uh, track record with. We should uh, do a top. I should not of, be in this uh, in this. Uh, hobby, there should be a, a top you. ten losses of Ryan that we oh should. Oh my do, god! Right? You know what? Let's do it. We I'm should down. all do it. I'll talk about my. Oh, I don't want to even talk about it. But anyway, uh, speaking of regret, if you're tired of paying 10 15 percent and being regret for paying all those costs, join the My Slabs Revolution and join the One Percent Revolution. Something along those lines. Just peep out the clip. They'll tell you. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace. Buy collectors for collectors. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they're gonna start doing VHS as well. I, my my lady still has all her original uh, Disney VHSs uh, when they were released. Um, I'm getting an echo again from somebody. All right. 
Yeah, hmm? I'm not sure. I'm not hearing an echo. Oh, really? Hmm. No, yeah. Something's good over here. Well, good. All right. I'm just tripping then. All right, so number six on the list, Savage Hulk. Number one, what do we got for number five? Number five, Go Go Speed Racer. This is Speed Racer number one from 1987. And Speed Racer, the Demon on Wheels, is reportedly receiving a TV series adaption. Per the Hollywood Reporter, J.J. Abrams Production Company, Bad Robot, is set to produce the series, which aims to get back to the character's roots. Speed is beloved, first appearing in manga, manga, uh, manga form, way back in 1967 followed directly by an animated version in japan and later america this first ongoing comic book adaptation of the manga is being snagged up quickly as news hit social media with fans eager to get the taste of 2008 speed racer film out of their mouths the community has strong opinions on jj abrams but one thing he has is a solid track record of bringing nostalgia to life on the big and small screen with varying degrees of success. We tracked 19 copies sold. It had a seven day uptick of 226% and it had a high sale of 60 bucks for a CGC 9.8 or I'm sorry, a CGC 9.0. Yeah. This was my steal when I was a kid, man. I used to watch the speed racer cartoons. Oh, and hell he, yeah. And you remember the other dude, uh, that was like the, his, uh, his like racer X. Racer X, yes, Racer X was dope, and they had it in that really trippy movie. Do you remember that trippy movie that was really just like all CG? Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, uh, when it came out, oh my god! And Racer X was in that one too. But Racer X was my dude, man. When he came on there, and it was just crazy how like the car would just like do all kinds of crazy stuff. But yo, you know, it's amazing how J.J. Abrams supposedly signed a contract to do stuff for DC. We haven't heard anything yet. Like, I don't know what Bad Robot is doing, but uh, I'm down for Speed Racer. Anything to... I mean, I, I have to watch the movie again before I say it's a bad movie, but it's interesting, nonetheless, to say uh, the Speed I Racer I think it didn't it have, like, a lot of that, like, kind of Scott Pilgrim vibe, like, mm -hmm. really kind of cartoony, but, it like... It was yeah, all cartoony. It was, fantastical. like, 100% CGI, yeah. So uh, yeah. Emil yeah, Hirsch so. was the was the... Exactly, that, huh? yeah, Millhurst, yeah. yeah. I mean, remember the Speed Racer? Go Speed Racer, yeah, go yeah. Speed Racer. Anyway, anyway. Number <laughs> five on the list is Speed Racer number one. That's not the first appearance. I'll just give you a hint what I'm talking about. But anyway, what do we got for number four? Well, we got another Thor book. We've got Thor number one from 2014. So this is the first cover appearance of Jane Foster as Thor has been a repeat resident of our top ten over the past ten weeks or past weeks. With the first Full trailer of Thor, Love and Thunder finally dropping. It's easy to see why fans steadily picked this book up. Tracked 45 copies sold, seven-day trend of 108%, and a high sale of $325 for CGC 9.8, and a raw fair market value of $98. Yeah, man. I mean, there's some, uh, obviously, there's some, there's some <clears throat> variants for this to go by, but this was a pretty darn print, uh, high print run when it came out. It was, remember all the rage when people were talking about it. I mean, it looks, and the cover is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you know, this, like I said, this is, I can't set how much Jason Aaron is such a dope writer for Marvel doing all the, uh, things that he did for, for Thor. And then Thor got a thunder. Then the one, the, oh. the one story where he talks about future Thor, present yeah. Thor, King that Thor, that was so good. great so storyline too. But this I one is a do that. Yeah, this one's kind of tragic. Uh, yeah, when you, uh, I think what future King Thor is a future Thor or King Thor where he has his three daughters. So it, he's the all 
He's he's old. Point. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan turned robot. Zach, Zach knows better than anyone. Zach's a Marvel guy. Yeah, it was in the Thor God of Thunder. Basically, uh, Galactus comes to like a barren Earth, and it's like a future King Thor fights Galactus, and his three daughters are uh, there to help him fight. It's a tall, it's freaking epic what uh, uh, Jason Aaron did. And speaking of Marvel, Joe Casada is stepping down. He's leaving Marvel after what twenty some odd years. I would say he he did a wow. pretty good job mm. of really creating a lot of new characters kind of steering the ship um you know but i wonder where joe casada is going do you think maybe heading over to dc after a whole little shake up with uh you know they're doing with discovery i mean i i, I doubt i mean i think jim lee's job is is pretty secure but i don't know joe casada's got a pretty good record so i wouldn't ma- i could imagine you know um you know, maybe Jim Lee poaching uh, Casada to maybe help steer the DC ship, you know, to make some new stuff. I mean, they tried it with, uh, what's his nuts? The guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, come on, Michael Bendis? Oh, Bendis. And, uh, yeah. Michael Bendis? I don't think Bendis did that well. Dude, with- Bendis' Guardians run was horrible, just like his yeah. Moon Knight run. Yeah, well, he also did Jessica Jones and everything, but then he came over and he did Naomi, right? He, was he the writer on Naomi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, rest in peace, Naomi. We didn't even, we barely even knew you. <laughs> we barely knew you. But hey, you got Gotham Knights to look out for. So I just go, go on, go on to YouTube and search for the Gotham Knights trailer. It's not what you expected, and it's everything you expected from a CW show in in the good and bad ways. If you remember the CW from 10, 15 years ago, it's that kind of Smallville. Show. Like the one hundred yep. or whatever, you know, you know, you know, oh, everything that's like, supernatural. Like the first four seasons of Smallville, where it's like everything that's supernatural was angst. basically, yeah. It was. It's very uh, teen angsty. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, sometimes they don't make it for us, right? Yeah, sometimes something for everybody, us. right? I mean, this is for <laughs> yeah. important, you know, because if you think that's about right. all the Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow, were more probably young adult ish this seems to be maybe young adultish teenish like the 100 or whatever the other show that cw kind of has hung no. its hat on that i mean even star girl right which is good by the way is mm-hmm. geared toward you know a younger audience but it's well done so you know sometimes you yeah. can give for younger audience and all audiences will enjoy i just want to make a comment john Longshot. yes smallville did rock i loved it the first four seasons was whiny bullshit I'm yeah it was sorry. just a, a villain I'm like sorry. a Medium but after he got out of high school, it was awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, with the uh, with the guy that played, uh, what's his name? Anyway. All right, so if we go from Thor number one to the first Latino superhero ever. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, number three, we got uh, Infinite Crisis number five. This is the Jim Lee cover from 2006. So Blue Beetle has been around for in some form or another since 1939 in comic books. The most recent and arguably most popular is Jaime Reyes. Coming Blue Beetle in this issue for the first time. Recent set photos of DC's Blue Beetle set to release in 23, excuse me, 2023, have been making waves across social media. Uh, Sholo Maraduena of Ka- uh, the Cobra Kai fame depicts the character in this incredible comic book accurate costume ripped straight from this cover. Uh, of course, fans have been fired up after they got their first glimpse during last year's DC fandom. With DC's film and TV future quite murky right now, fans are really feeling the temptation to be putting down, hoping DC will uh, get them out of the Marvel playbook and have some success depicting such an incredible lesser-known character. So last week, track 30 sales uh, with a seven-day uptrend of 168% and had a high sale of CGC 9.8, $400. Time to send wow. in my copies. 
I gotta be. Impre- I gotta say, I was impressed by the uh, the, the 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 set photos. Very uh, comic very book accurate. accurate. Oh, yeah. There's some characters you could do that with. Like, I don't need to see a comic accurate Booster Gold. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, some you know char- you know characters are just uh, silly looking, and I'm gonna try to help uh, Justin out with that uh, pronunciation, even though it's it's pretty difficult. X O L O. I'm gonna say Cholo Meridena. Um, since it's one of those like Sochi those names that start with X O. Anyway, his X O L O. So I'm gonna go Solo or Cholo. No, so, I'm correct. All right, <laughs> whatever it is, it's a very interesting name. Very, uh, very uh, indigenous Mexican name is uh, it's best very way you can put it. Aztecian. Like, yes, like Sochi Gomez or Tenochtitlan or one of those things. We're getting yes. deep into the weeds now, history boys and girls. All right, so number three, Infinite Crisis, number five. What do we got for number two? I told you this would be back. Numero dos is the countdown presents The Search for Ray Palmer, Superwoman, Batwoman, number one. This is from 2007. And DC and Warner Brothers came out swinging this week, pushing the market for some lesser-known characters. Uh, per Variety, comedian Leslie Jones has been selected to portray Plastic Woman, who first appeared in this gender-swapped book in an upcoming DC animated adult comedy. With the pro- uh, success of Harley Quinn animated show, DC is looking to replicate that momentum with Plastic Woman. They dug deep, but that hasn't stopped fans from picking up their f- her first appearance. Uh, we tracked 31 copies sold this week and had a seven day uptick of 178% and it had a high sale of $155.90 for a CGC 9.8. So wait, we're getting a animated plastic woman <laughs> yes. story that's uh, adult oriented. Mm-hmm. Is that, did I hear that right? Yeah, so that's what like the Harlequin, right? Like, you know, yeah, not like, for the kiddies. I would assume uh, swear words and everything. One of those well, things I'm, you never knew you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll probably well, I mean, be good. I mean, if, knowing how I mean, they do a, these a, a stretchy shows. woman kind of writes the jokes for themselves, so right. almost you have to make it like adult like. Even Plastic Man for adults, you know, would have been, you know, like, you know, whatever they do, <laughs> but Plastic Woman, she can bend and contort in all kinds of different ways and there's a, she has her own uh, she has her, uh, her own uh, my fans page or what is that? Only fans page. <laughs> only fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just so, mix wow. only fans and MySpace together? <laughs> yeah, man. Along with Friendster. So I got it's all the thing. old social medias on there right there. And then the, make sure you grab your music on Bearshare and Napster. So uh, number two, Countdown presents Emil. the search for Ray Palmer. Super Mo- Superwoman, Batwoman, number one. Man, you guys are digging deep in the archives of this one. But uh, all right, time for numero uno, and you would have never guessed this book. So for number one, we have Dai Kamikaze number one from 1987. So the preview appearance of Speed Racer number one is a little out of place in the comic about giant robots, but the demon on wheels is still cool. Fans and collectors are actively picking this former $2 book up as news broke about a new Speed Racer TV series. With a storied history dating back to 1967, depicted in manga, TV, the big screen, and comics like this in the 80s, Speed Racer has a diverse and massive fan base across multiple generations searching for a fresh take on this high-octane series. Excitement has driven many in search of this small press book that can be had for substantially less than his first appearance in manga. Track 17 copies sold, 7-day trend of 380%, with a high sale of $30 for a raw copy. That's crazy. You're telling me the first cameo of Speed Racer wasn't until 2007 in American comics? No, 1987. Oh, okay. So the day I have the date wrong is because this is 2007. So 1987. No, 1987. 
1987, yeah. They, yeah. To me, that still seems like it's pretty long. I mean, because, you know, the anime had been around since, I, I want to say, the 60s or 70s. I mean, it was like early, yeah. early anime. I mean, you know. For sure. Um, yeah. So, 1967 uh, is when Speed Racer came out. Yeah. So disregard the uh, 2007. It came out in 1987. It's Dai Kamikaze, D-A-I, Kamikaze number one. Uh, seven inch train at three hundred eighty percent, and it's sold for thirty dollars. So uh, it was literally, I mean, for I guess for diehard speed racer fans, they may have known about it, but uh, I guess you know about it now. <laughs> so, uh, so Die Kamikaze number one coming in at number one. Uh, we'll see uh, if uh, JJ JJ Abrams is like uh, either you love him or you hate him. It's hit or miss, right? Uh, you know, you know, lens flare and all that stuff but i mean i enjoyed the star trek film so i'd be I curious like to see what jj abrams does with um with speed racer but i can only imagine the lens flare you'd use for that oh since, it's gonna you know, be look at i mean look at that uh i can all yeah it's gonna be he even admitted that he overdid the lens flare a little bit on the, one of the star trek films uh he goes yeah i kind of <laughs> went a little buck wild on the the first uh star trek film with the lens flare which introduced us to thor who was uh what's was uh was, uh, was right. captain kirk's father remember that he, was, he had that really little was. thing he went down with a ship so Good there you pull. go man you never wow. know what you're gonna Look see it, man. man so there you go throw little nuggets at there you, are man. really six degrees mm. of separation isn't there before wow. that his he was only known as an australian soap opera actor and then they put him in that tiny little role. And Marvel said, you're going to be Thor. He's like, sure, why not? I mean, uh, to the point where so quickly he didn't even have time to grow out his hair. He had a fake beard. He even dyed his eyebrows. But now it's like full-on regular facial hair. So Dai Kamikaze, number one, boys and girls, is your number one book on the list. If you have it, show us proof of life because uh, we need to see it. Just like they showed us proof of life last week when we were asking for a book. Talk about you, King of the Golden State. Uh, man, I'm only last words. Uh, no, just check out the Comic-Con podcast, uh, previous episodes, and then we'll drop a new episode this Friday as well on Spotify and Apple iTunes. <laughs> Everybody's asking for proof immediately. Yeah, he just sent it to me. Uh, Justin, any last words? Uh, yeah, check out. I got three shows running this week for Whatnot, Nemesis underscore Prime tomorrow. I got a cool Buy It Now sale with uh, some gaming, Friday Night Marvel stuff, Saturday Night Star Wars stuff. So, And uh, Whatnot. Ryan, any last words? Uh, thanks for joining everybody. It was a fun night. Yo, um, CG Design. I was just thinking about that earlier. I couldn't remember the name. Kimba the White Lion was an anime I watched in the first grade. It was on so early in the morning. Like I had I had I could watch it like for 15 minutes before yeah. school started. But look up Kimba the White Lion. That is one of the oldest animes ever. And one of the kind of interesting things that they never redone. But as a kid, I remember growing up on Kimba. The White Lion. Wow. Thanks for the for the memory down. I remember Bubba Lion. I don't even know what that the is. The Wuzzles. Remember that? The Wuzzles? Anyone? Just, I, no. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do Wuzzles, man. But on that word, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back Thursday for the uh, Cover Prize Shakers of the Week. Check out our episode Sunday. We're going to bring back a letter from Longbox with Mikey Sutton. If you have a question for us for next Sunday, leave it in the comments section there. If not, we'll see you guys Thursday for the Shakers of the Week. Until next time, boys and girls. Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.